Welcome to Growth Hack by Poppy Digital. Tips and tricks to master the algorithms from industry insiders. Now here's your host, Julian Espinoza. Welcome back to Growth Hack, where we break down marketing channels like Google, Facebook, Instagram, and show them how to make them work for you. Influencers, the word that's been on the lips of every marketer in the last several years. Now, this episode isn't the next growth hack with influencers, but instead the paradigm shift that is happening right before our eyes and one you need to be ready for. Platforms like Facebook and Instagram at one point had all the power, but now with channels like Twitch and TikTok, the power has shifted to creators, aka influencers. You might be asking yourself, why? Money, isn't it always? Facebook and Instagram for years have monetized the content creators have posted, bringing eyeballs to their platform, then advertisers with the big bucks. Over the last several years, creators have realized their content is being monetized and they aren't being rewarded for it. Income platforms like Twitch, TikTok, and now OnlyFans. For this conversation, we bring in Mark Schaefer. Mark is a globally recognized author, keynote speaker, futurist, and business consultant. He teaches graduate marketing classes at Rutgers University and has written nine best-selling books. Mark has a new book, Cumulative Advantage, How to Build Momentum for Your Ideas, Business, and Life Against All Odds, is an essential new path to being seen and heard in a busy world. Welcome to the show, Mark. Hey, Julian. Great to be with you. Great to have you here. We're really excited to talk about the future in uh, digital marketing. You ready? That's what I'm built to do, man. <laughs> I like I like that uh, I've heard you referred to as a futurist. So I'm gonna I'm gonna start with a futurist question. Okay. So on this show, we talk a lot about the importance of influencers, but something that we don't talk about is the next paradigm shift that's happening literally right before our eyes. Uh, these pat these platforms that are taking off like TikTok and do I dare say it, OnlyFans are creator focused. Can you speak into the idea of this and what's the success behind these platforms? Well, really, I mean, every platform today has to be creator focused. Think about Twitter. I mean, what does Twitter bring to the party? Nothing. <laughs> it's all about the creators, right? I mean, it's it's a people centered, you know, program. And that's one of the reasons why Facebook, I think, is kind of slipping right now is because, you know, it's been trying to figure out what it is. Is it about news? Is it about groups? Is it about connecting? Is it about community? And, you know, Facebook really is kind of floundering, I think. You know, their big announcement now is this, you know, virtual meeting space thing. I mean, is that really Facebook? I mean, virtual meeting spaces. So, I mean, they're experimenting, but... Yeah, I think this idea of, of creation and co-creation is extremely important. Another lesson is we had this big billion, you know, it was a platform with a billion dollars of investor capital, Quibi, right? Short form video content. Why did it fail? Because it's not co-created, right? It's just shoving content down your throat. And, and you know, people just don't want to see that on a mobile phone. So, yeah, so it's a really important uh, idea. And I think it's really been always the foundational idea of successful social media is that, the, you know, the, the, the people are in charge. The people are creating the content, and that's why people will be attracted to your, to your platform. So this shifts us into the conversation of creator-focused platforms appear to be the future, right? And so, you know, putting your, 
future prediction hat on. What does this mean for digital advertising? Well, I think, Julian, one of the most interesting case studies, maybe in the history of social media, was the cranberry juice guy. I, I love that guy. <laughs> Just to bring people up to speed who might not be familiar with this. So there was this sort of middle-aged guy who was late for his shift at the potato factory and his car broke down. So he decided to take a skateboard to work. He's skateboarding down the street and he you know, pulls out his smartphone and he's drinking ocean spray cranberry juice out of the bottle while lip syncing to a Fleetwood Mac song. It's just that simple and just that bizarre. And this thing goes viral on TikTok. This fellow becomes famous. Now, this single piece of content was the most effective advertising vehicle in the history of Ocean Spray Cranberry Juice. This is a company more than 100 years old, has been advertising for decades and decades and decades. Now, there are absolutely incredible lessons from this. So think about if you're an ad agency and you took this video as your idea to cranberry you know, ocean spray, what would they say? Oh, this guy is not our target market. Look at how he's drinking out of the bottle. You can't see the label. He's skateboarding down the street. He's not wearing a helmet. Our lawyers would never approve this, right? So there's every reason why this, this, the greatest piece of content in the history of the company could never be created by an advertising agency. That's a big lesson, isn't it? Number two, how in the world did something so bizarre go viral? This gets down into the TikTok recommendation engines, right? If things go viral on other platforms, it's because they get a lot of votes, they get a lot of likes, but on TikTok, they're excavating the absurd, the bizarre, and that's what's going viral, right? It's, it's reinventing content strategy because I don't know what the strategy is. I don't know how to work that algorithm. I don't know how to show up. So this gets back to your question, Julian. The power really is in the creators. They're the ones who are going to Dictate the, ter dictate the terms of your brand, I think, in a lot of ways. And, you know, it, it, there's big questions here for advertising agencies. They're almost going to have to be maybe talent agencies in a, in a way to sort of corral some of these great creators and, 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 and move them into, um, you know, these brand opportunities. But there's even danger in that. You know, I was working with this, there was this movie studio, hired this creator, and the movie studio said, you've got to create this on Tuesday morning because that's when our big advertising campaign is. And you've got to do this, this, this. And the fellow said, I never post on Tuesday morning. I would never say this. Well, you've got to do it because we've got a contract. So he did it and it was a bomb. He said, let me do it my way, right? So there's going to there's gonna be this weird new world where the creators are calling the shots, man. The creators are in charge now. And, you know, how does an advertising agency conform to that? I don't know. 
it's a really, really interesting question. Going back to for for a second, what you talked about is um, this uh, Fleetwood Mac song to this viral cranberry juice thing, um, and 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 the guy not having a helmet, the brand not really being exposed, him on a street sort of middle aged man from 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 a particular neighborhood, not not the uh, not what not you would the target think, demographic, not the target demographic. And what's yeah. really interesting to think about and what you said, because I didn't think about this until you said it was um, that this would have never been approved by an agency, let alone Ocean Spray would have never approved that they would have seen it and said, <laughs> I mean, look, first off, Ocean Spray would have never even seen it because it would have never even been taken to Ocean Spray. And, and so that's really, really interesting is that it, it's almost like o Ocean Spray probably can't do that because you do have a portion of the internet that would have potentially commented, right, and flamed ocean spray for it and then held ocean spray uh uh, uh, um, uh socially responsible for encouraging people not to be on uh skateboards on their helmets you know there's a group of moms that would come and be like this is so irresponsible but now that it came from a creator it's almost like it's allowed no but it's it's just it's real and it's raw and when and when you learn the backstory, it even becomes even more charming. This poor guy was trying to get to work, and he did. He almost didn't post it uh, because he, you know, he needed to punch in for work, and he decided at the last minute just to just to post it. Jumping into the last part of what you said, which is uh, advertising agencies becoming uh, talent agencies, I, I think Mark, this is this is one of the reasons why I asked you on this show was you and I are really in line in our thinking and sort of where, where we're going. Because in a sense, we've had to also become a talent agency because to activate our brand new client on TikTok, we had to bring in a influencer from TikTok because the, I knew, we knew the client didn't understand the platform. We knew everyone in their manufacturing shop didn't understand the platform. And someone on my team couldn't have pulled this off. So the only way that we were able to do this is to find someone who fit the demographic, who fit the idea of what the client's industry is about. And, and, it, and it took months of searching. So I think talent agency is the right phrasing uh, for, for the future. Um, let, let's, let's, let's go into preparations. What do you think a company could start doing today to start preparing for the future of this creator-focused um, marketing? Well, it depends on the company. <laughs> you know, honestly, Julian, I think a lot of big companies aren't going to be able to adjust. I think there's sort of this scaffolding in place that is keeping companies from changing. It's these relationships with advertising agencies, right? They love to be wined and dined by their ad, ad friends. They love the sexiness and glamour of creating commercials with, you know, with big stars. And, uh, you know, I was working with a, a big Fortune 100 company. I was working with one of the brand managers and we were trying to work on some social, you know, more connected human type of marketing. And she said, I am ready to quit because 
we're under this big global contract with an ad agency. Every idea I have, have comes back as an ad. That's all they know how to do. That's all they know how to charge us for. They just can't, they're, they're completely out of touch with where the world is going right now. And look, nobody's even seeing ads anymore, right? I mean, people are watching streaming TV. They're listening to streaming audio. They're listening to podcasts. They're listening to audio books. You know, we're in this, people are paying lots of money not to hear ads, to skip ads, right? And yet a lot of these big companies are just desperately holding on to this, this infrastructure and they're not going to be able to change. So the innovation is going to become coming from young people new innovators, new agency people like you who realize people don't want that crap anymore. We don't want to be interrupted, intercepted, annoyed, spammed, robocalled. If we're doing things that people hate, you got to stop it because you're going to lose. They're going to find a way to block you out. So you've got to embrace a new way of doing business and think, what do people really need right now? How do we connect with them? How do we, you know, how do we connect? And look, the world is full of need <laughs> at this moment, <laughs> right? We got so much crazy stuff going on in the world. And, you know, we need to think about what are the needs of our customers right now and appeal to those human, universal human needs uh, instead of abusing them and telling them we're with you in these unprecedented times, which nobody believes you know, roll up your sleeves and do something. It, it, it is really, really interesting what the future holds of uh, digital advertising and sort of the direction. But I, I, I wholeheartedly agree with you. We're sick of robocalls. We're sick of email spam. We're sick of SMS text messaging. I mean, we're sick of all of these things. I think what we enjoy now is something like, I'm, I'm, do I date it again, TikTok. We enjoy being entertained and in this form of entertainment, we see an ad, one of my favorite ones, and it'll sound so silly. Um, you may have never even seen it, but it's, it's, it's called, it's, it's this kidnapping scene. And um, it's basically someone, uh, th th this man um, is uh, on uh, using the green screen filter, which may means he's only showing his body and his face. Um, and behind him, he inserted this background of this basement that looked like sort of like a dungeon, like he was being kidnapped. And what he was doing was um, he starts the video uh, by obviously making it clear that he was being kidnapped and he's chewing and smacking his gum really loud, like like a really loud smacking gum. And, and then, and then he goes like, kind of like a quirky, like looks back at the looks back at to the, to the kidnapper and goes, where'd I get the gum? Oh, from that kid over there. And he points to this other, this points in this other direction. And what he puts on the screen is this small child with this like scary costume holding a trident gum. Right. And I got to tell you, I laughed so hard. And now I'm talking on my podcast about trident gum. So, you know, we want to be entertained. Um, do you, do you, Mark, do you have any final thoughts before we end the show? Well, I just, you know, I want to maybe just amplify what you just talked about. So what we know from the research today is that two thirds of our marketing is occurring without us. It's not on ads. It's not on, you know, PR spin. 
it's from people talking about our brands. Word of mouth, social media, reviews, testimonies, influencers. And so our the real goal of marketing today is to earn our way into that two-thirds, to create something so compelling, so relevant, so authentic, so timely, so entertaining that we want to talk about it, just like you did, right? So Trident Gum hit the mark. They made an impression on you, and now, you know, you have a sharing type of personality. You're excited to talk about that, and now it's on my radar screen. I'll probably go look up the video. But that's how marketing works today. How do we create these stories to earn our way into the two-thirds because we can't buy our way in anymore because people don't see those ads, and even if they see them, they don't believe them. So we got to create these narratives, these stories, these ideas that earn our way into these in the conversations of our customers. Mark, one of the things that you talk about in your book is building momentum. So it kind of was, it used to be like being the best, right? And and you talk now about building momentum, um, being sort of uh, the idea of a successful uh, digital marketing strategy or just a marketing strategy as a whole. Can you talk about this a little bit? Of, can you talk a little bit about the book and, and this momentum building? I think the compelling question that every business and every marketer has today has to be, how can we be heard? How can we be seen? How can we be discovered in this world of infinite media and constant noise? How do we become the signal in that environment? And that's basically what I've spent my career trying to figure out. And I got to the point where, you know, I know a lot of businesses and a lot of people who are doing great work. They're doing their best work and they're still being buried. So what do you do? And it led me to this idea of momentum. If you're sort of stuck and you're in this rut and you just can't get to that next level, is there a pattern, a science behind momentum? And it turns out that there is. It just hasn't really been applied to real people and real businesses before. So that's the simple beauty of, of the book, Cumulative Advantage. And it, it's really a book of hope, Julian, in this very, very noisy world, because once you understand the pattern that repeats over and over again with every successful person you meet or every successful business you hear of, you'll see the same pattern, you'll understand it, and you'll know that you don't need a million dollars, you don't need an education from Harvard. This pattern is accessible to anyone. And I think that's the real hope and promise of the Cumulative Advantage book. Love that. Where, where can someone get it from? You can get it in paper, hardback, Kindle. I narrate the audiobook on Amazon is the easiest place to go. If someone wanted to reach out to you, what, what are the best channels to reach out to you at? Yeah, it's easy to find me at businessesgrow.com. I've got a blog uh, that's been there since 2009. I'm in my ninth season of my podcast, Marketing Companion. And you can find uh, all of my uh, books there as well. Well, Mark, it was great having you on the show. I, I definitely see you in the horizon in the future for a future episode. Thank you.